This week in the Proving Grounds, website redesigns? New site. Who dis? If you walk like Surveil, talk like Surveil, congrats, you're now Surveil. Hey, I represent that. Con Airs? I could eat a peach for hours. And Hasbro gets a spanking. I'm in danger. Magic the Gathering podcast that proves having a larger print run than the Holy Bible is not good for stock prices. I'm your host, Moderator Dave, and this week we have with us Ben. Hey, everybody. And also joining us is Other Dave. Who? Other Dave. That's you. Yeah, that's Is that you? No, that's you. It's me? It's the I'm Moderator Dave. <laughs> it's the Spider-Man meme. <laughs> Who's on first? Who's on first? So, what have y'all been doing this week? Um, I did the Brothers War pre-release. Pretty exciting. Took home first place. No congrats. Congratulations! Yay! Congratulations! I have one of those uh, them uh, poppers that you pull and they go, and then there's a prize inside. Nice. Yeah, the... um, I was I went in I'm trying to collect all the Magic 30 cards for like I'm I'm going to put them all in a frame I think I've mentioned it before and I thought oh I'll just attend them and get them like last time but this time they set them as prize money the prize pool 10th place got the Wall of Roots 7th place in up got the Wood Elves 3rd place in up got Windfall and then only 1st place got the Lawyer Retainers which is important because that naturally is an $80 card <laughs> Um, so even more there. So my dreams were almost gone, but I managed to pull through and got the lawyer retainers. So happy about that. Yay. I, I fear that one day 90% of your magic cards will be in frames. <laughs> the ones I'm not using is every other, it seems like every other podcast, you're like I'm getting this to put in a frame. <laughs> magic cards are art. Um, yeah. so what have you been doing this week? Other Dave? I've been playing very little magic since I finished the uh, battle pass. Oh, yeah. I have instead been camping in my front yard waiting for my mailman to deliver me God of War. <laughs> Are you still in there <laughs> yet? No. Oh, dude. No, so, I'll refund it and go buy it at the store. Yeah. So, of all the ridiculous things, um, it, it shipped Thursday. So, Thursday, this time, so, okay, we shipped it. I was like, all right, cool. Uh, at least it's going to arrive tomorrow. And I was like, oh, man, that's quick. Cool. Awesome. So Friday morning, I check. says it's arriving by 8 p.m. that night. Go to work. Come home. Hasn't shown up yet. Check. Still says arriving by 8 p.m. tonight. Mind you, so it, it rained a little bit that day, but just a little bit, right? You know, like a little drizzle. Mm-hmm. So I go to the UPS website to see what they're saying. And they say it's arriving by 7. Well, this time it's 7.15, so that's probably not happening. And it also says it's not on a truck. Oh. Go to sleep, get up the next day, Saturday morning, check it. Amazon says, sorry, your package was delayed due to extreme weather in the delivery area. What the? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't live in Florida. I want it in the hurricane. It, it rained for like an hour. What are you talking about extreme weather? You also don't live out west. That's, that's extreme weather out west. So I would understand, but you do not live out west. 
Yeah. And so it's apparently supposed to arrive today. We'll see if that is true or not. So and now it's my turn to talk about what I did this week. I've been a little busy boy. So I want to update everybody on the chromatic draft I was doing uh, oh, yeah. last week. Three wins, zero losses, got my prizes, and then thought I'd call it a day uh, so I could brag about winning three games in a row. Nice. Did really good. Turns out when you pick the good cards, you do really well. <laughs> yeah. So. Got to get that bread in. Jun's, Jun's back, baby, at least in, in that particular draft. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to participate in that, but I don't like drafting from my phone. And I could not find time to get onto my computer to do it. Yeah. yeah. Drafting from the, the phone is really bad. I don't do it either. Luckily, we got to read everything. It's all a little bitty. Was it a live draft or was it a bot draft? It is bot draft. Okay. Um, it was the, the free one. So, Gotcha. Oh, the one that I tried to do and fell asleep. And then by the time I woke up, it, it ended. It let me pick <laughs> the card and then like froze and skitzed out. And I was like, what's happening? So I had to close the app and open it. And then I was not in the draft anymore. Ah, oh, bummer, dude. Yeah. Bummer. Also been doing uh, the the modern meta training over there on the uh, yeah Proving Grounds channel. Uh, did our first league. Took uh, two wins, three losses. That's uh, not bad with Burn. Not in, bad. In this, in this situation, this meta, I'd say. It's pretty good. Pretty good. I'm proud of myself. I like That's my first real league, so... Uh, I had a lot of fun. It's a lot more uh, intense when there's prizes on the line. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I thought it was fun. Yeah, get your blood flowing. Yeah, blood flowing. Little little butt clinchy moments here and there. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. So uh, let's go ahead and move on to the news. We have news. We do have news. Imagine that. It's a podcast about Magic: The Gathering news and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Surprise. Yeah. Right before yeah. a set release, we have news. This never happens. I know, right? Um, so did you guys have you guys been on the MTG Daily MTG website recently? You no. I am right now. Did you see the new look? I honestly am not sure what it looked like before. So So you you're not a fan of going to the to MTG Daily and reading stuff. It's not sure bag of tea i mean i've done it i just i i didn't know what it looked like i guess Just never paid attention it didn't look bad or else i would have thought it looked bad well what what do you think about it now um i still looks not bad is it what what did they change about it It, it's just set up differently Uh, it looks like more like a squarespace thing or something they made it they made it on wix (laughs) I don't know. I don't like the new look. I think that it's a little harder to find everything. Uh, but also, I guess it has its pros and its cons because the the way the old thing was set up, all the new stuff was up at the top. You didn't have to scroll past mm-hmm. this video about whatever. And it was articles and then videos off to the left. And But the thing that I do like is that if you keep scrolling, you go into the archives, which the other one didn't do that. So. You would have to click another button to take a page into the older articles. And no, so, so you can read about the daily news four weeks ago? Well, like the daily news from earlier in the week. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess I that works. Find myself going into the archives 
you know, when I set up the show notes. So the show notes seem like they might need that. Yeah, for the last yeah. week. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I mean, I like it. I I have to get used to the look, I guess. It's a little off-putting from... I don't know. It's not a huge change, but it's just enough to be, like, unsettling. Yeah, I can see that. They've also... There's an article where they talk. Hey, they have a social wall, so it puts, like, the arena and the secret layer account and all that stuff all in one place. Yeah. That's, that, that seems handy. Handy dandy. So we'll put a link to the article where they talk about all the cool stuff that they've added to the website. The wallpaper section is cool too. That's a lot easier to find as someone who occasionally goes to change their Magic the Gathering wallpaper. It was kind of hard to find that. So putting it up front a little bit better is nice. So uh, blow up. Our hot mess. Um, about to say, <laughs> be like the the our old optometrician that was always better, worse. Yeah, they still do it. I just got my eyes checked last week. They still do it, and you're still like, I don't see a difference. <laughs> Are you trying to trick me here? I don't want to tell you the wrong one and get worse prescription. <laughs> For real, okay. So uh, moving on to the next little bit of news, got the uh, state of the game address that was released on November 9th. We didn't mention this last episode, but this is a great place to mention it now. They did some Oracle text updates. They went ahead and added those to Arena. So uh, the updates are uh, to cards that had keyword uh, things that have now been keyworded written out so that they function exactly like keyword examples given is the card consider that basically tells you to surveil one. Yeah. They went ahead and changed all that. So it's just a surveil one so that it triggers things that care about surveil. Same thing with cards that have landfall written out. They now have keywords landfall and then trigger landfall. Mm -hmm. Uh, Great. I think for making the game more uh, understandable. I, I always wondered why Consider just wasn't Surveil 1. They they had the keyword before, right? Um, I believe so, yeah. And it just was like, we're not going to put it on this card. Uh, it's probably because somebody got too big-brained and was like, well, that's a Demir thing, and this isn't happening in Ravnica, so it really can't be uh, Surveil because yeah. that's a Demir thing, and really, it's just a really solid evergreen mechanic that should... So they they decided exist. it's ever queen, green instead of plain specific. Got it. Yeah. So they've updated that. So it's just weird to have these edge cases where it's like, well, it's technically not surveil because it doesn't say it, but it is functionally surveil. Continuity increases when they make these kind of decisions, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. If if you have a long written out thing that is already a mechanic. Why wouldn't you just name it the mechanic? It's just yep. Yeah. So that was a uh, one of the things they announced in the address is that 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 change is making its way to arena. So that's cool. Uh, also, I found this interesting. Y'all remember the uh, fifty dollar wild call bundles we talked about? Yes, a couple months ago. Yep. Well, they must have not gotten the reception that they thought they were going to get because they've decided that they're going to change how those bundles work. 
Oh, you mean charging an arm and a leg for something and piling a bunch of stuff you don't want in it to up the price was not a good uh, business move? <laughs> uh, well, it wasn't a way to move product, that's for sure, I assume. So what they've done now is they've split that bundle in half. And they're now offering a bundle for $9.99 that is four rare wild cards. And then a second bundle that is $19.99 that offers four mythic rare wild cards. Was it 12 and four before? Was that what it was? 12 uh, rare, four mythic for uh, $50? I honestly don't remember. I don't remember. It, that even. sounds right to me. Um, I, I'm excited about this change. I mean, how it, they split it, it up. It's a more reasonable price for rare wild cards, which is what people really need. Yes. But I'll tell you why I'm excited for it because this shows that they know that it didn't work. And if mm -hmm. we don't buy this one, they might try something else that is better, such as a, a dust button um, to turn your cards into other cards. Yeah. Or um, probably not going to happen, but I can hope. A wild card exchange. Yeah. Exchange. Something uh, down and up based on cards. They, um, the kicker, the little asterisk on this is that you cannot buy an unlimited amount of these bundles. It's a, a set amount. Mm. Oh, that's that's is a weird be, kicker. Is it going to be a set amount per set or a set amount per year or just a um, period set amount? What they said was a set amount between uh, the Brothers War window okay so set amount like per set that's not terrible i guess why wouldn't they but why wouldn't they mm. okay each bundle can be purchased up to 10 times between the release of brothers war and january 31st 2023 so you can buy 10 of these bad boys of each of them why you would buy 10 mythic rare bundles is beyond me but you can oh i know i i bet i know why is because if you buy the rare bundles you don't need to buy packs anymore yep and packs are going to be more money for them, I bet. Yeah. So, meh. Yeah, meh. It's a thing. Don't buy them. Don't get tricked. <laughs> don't get tricked. It will get uh, better if you don't buy in now. <laughs> yep. And then uh, another thing they mentioned in the article was that they are changing the released timeframes and windows for paper versus digital to where... Paper will be releasing first and then the following Tuesday, digital for the foreseeable future. So, is this paper releasing first, as in like the, the pre release? The pre release, pre -release yeah. or the date of the 15th, like for example, 15th and then a week later on a, on a digital or you pre release will, and, then, and then street date is the digital date? Tabletop release is November 11th. So, that happened. The other day. Yeah, the pre-release. Okay. Pre okay. Okay, good. Good, good, so good. Pre-release and then digital release and then I assume actual release release the following Friday digital for paper. Okay, so that's actually a good thing. That way people don't like grind a bunch of hours on digital before they go to these sealed events and have like a super leg up. You know, I think everybody should have a relatively e even playing field like a pre-release is exciting because it's the first time you're using the cards if mm -hmm. if you're playing against people that have used it on on digital for you know a week or whatever then i i don't think that's as exciting it should drive more people to play than the pre-releases yep i think it's a good thing 
Yeah. Uh, magic's always been a, a paper thing. And I feel like, especially over the pandemic, they kind of like tried to stuff it into a box, uh, into a closet, like a little, uh, the kids you don't want to talk about, the least favorite. <laughs> like child. the Harry Potter? Um, yeah. Stuff hey, I understand under- why, though. I mean, that makes total sense why they did that. Yeah. Uh, but being pandemic and whatnot, digital mm-hmm. was the way to go to keep people safe. Yeah. But you got to come back eventually. Yeah. You got to come back. Them. Yeah. It's good to see them bringing this back to the forefront. Nice. Hey, let's talk about the retro artifacts. I was worried that these weren't coming to Arena on the fact that they're kind of, you know, old school artifacts coming to that. Um, yeah, and can be broken. Can be broken. Like, nobody wants to deal with Mishra's bobble. I do. <laughs> you want to play Mishra's bobble. You don't want to be on the other side no. of the bobble. <laughs> you remember that, uh, that that in the league when you played yes. the person? So turn one, they lay a Dragon Rage Chandler and three Mishra's bobble in the first turn, and you're like, you can't really come back from that card advantage. We lost There's that three game. surveil triggers. Three extra cards, like yeah, mm. yeah, that's some hand sculpting, like nobody's business. Yep. So, so yeah, I guess I see why. The deal with the retro artifacts, they will be coming to arena. You can get them in packs. They will be. You can get them oh. in purchase packs. Uh oh. Uh, 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 so you 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 get those retro artifacts as one of your six cards for standard, but they they're not standard legal. Uh, yes. Oh no. Okay. Well, whatever. What they what they will do? They replace a um, common or uncommon. Okay, slot. that's okay. Good, good. Uh, they don't replace a like a rare slot. Thank God. So you're not getting skunked on rares. You could, however, uh, find yourself in a situation where you get a rare retro artifact and then a rare. Uh, yeah, that's another score card in a pack. Which that's cool, man. That's Cheddar. So how it works is that all the retro artifact cards will be legal in historic and historic brawl. Mishra's bobble, however, will be banned. So you will not be able to play it. And because it's banned, they've set up a system for the in the pack randomization where it'll be deprioritized and you won't get it. So it's a channel situation where you can't really use it in anywhere. Yeah, Anywhere. well, you can Maybe use exists. it. You can use it in historic brawl. Oh, yay! the The most popular form of Magic Arena. Yeah, and historic the most pop- brawl, and the most popular place to play a Mishra's Bobble. Yeah, for real. So, I mean, uh, let's be honest: if you're playing a Mishra's Bobble, you're not popular anywhere. It's <laughs> uh, a really good card. And then, just so, while we're going over banned stuff, uh, Phyrexian Revoker is banned in historic brawl. Due to its ability to turn off Planeswalker uh, commander uh, abilities and stuff, so was you that? Name a card? Oh, it was already out. It wasn't a new card. Okay, yeah. Did they ban Pithing Needle too in Historic Brawl? Yeah, because doesn't that do the same thing? Probably. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I, don't, I, I don't. I don't play Brawl enough. I don't either. I can I tell you. Just look that up. It is banned. Anyways, so. That's uh, the retro artifacts. I'm excited to get me some retro artifacts. Love me some Howling Minds. Do you guys think there will be any decks that come out of these historic artifacts, uh, retro artifacts coming into historic? Anything that really? Uh, yeah. Have you seen what the? Will you have you seen the list? 
Oh, I've seen the list. I'm just wondering if you can think of any that are like, well, this is definitely going to be a. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't know. Sundering Titans in there, and it'll be a good sideboard card. Cool, cool, cool. Karn Wishboard, buddy. Karn's gonna get banned one of these days. I swear to God. <laughs> he, he's on, uh, you dude. He's he's on there. He's he just gets better every season. Um. So additionally, last things last quality life improvements. They've improved how auto tap works to account for the Brothers War artifacts that get bonuses for the amount of colored mana you pay into them. Talk no, about last week. Did they fix it with the treasure vault? Because it would like try to keep treasure vault untapped all the time. And you're like, I obviously don't want that untapped. Uh, I don't know, but it it now informs you the colors that are going into the thing and asks you to confirm if that's how you want to tap everything out. Mm. So you can get your bonuses like you want your bonuses. Only in those cases where it matters. Yeah. Okay. And then they've made uh, improvements to the UI for putting cards on the top or bottom of your library to make it more clear where they're going. Was it bad before? I've messed that up a couple times. Yeah. Well, yeah. Especially if you've never done it before. Like, what the is going on? Like I, I, I thought it, they had it so that it, you you drag it all the way to the other side of the library mm-hmm. if you want but to put like, it on the bottom. Oh, that's if you're mulliganing. Oh, but like for scrying, sometimes it I is see. not there. Especially when um there was a like, card effect. It's not in this set. It was the past set, but it would uh it would put it on the top or bottom of the library. It was like a counterspell i think mm-hmm. yeah like rewind or um either guy. i can't remember the counterspell or a bounce or something but the the controller chose top or bottom of the library oh it was the bounce it was the uh blue and a generic to bounce a green or red spell and put it on the top or bottom and then the controller could choose to put it on the top or bottom of their library mm, like either guest yeah yeah that's the card right yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, and it just said it would say accept or decline. <laughs> You're like what? And I was like, which one is which? I don't. <laughs> which is which? Okay, uh, so this one's like a problem. <laughs> <laughs> like, why don't I have a button that says top and bottom? I mean, say what you want about MTGO, but it has a button that says top or bottom. Yeah, it's clear there. I'm pretty sure I can designate top or bottom on Grinder. Why can't I designate top or bottom in Magic? <laughs> <laughs> now you can, sir. Now you can. I wonder what them devs have been up to on the weekends. <laughs> Apparently not being on Grinder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so that is, uh, I don't know, everything we're talking about from the state of the game address, in my humble opinion. Do you guys want to talk about cons? Mm-hmm. Um, like pros and cons, magic cons, like where I cheat you out of something. I mean, dude, all magicians are cons. You gotta say, I mean, (laughs) all all of Magic the Gathering is a con too. So, and arena, and yeah, Uh, anyway, you just ruined our watch seat sponsorship. Thanks, guys. Um, no, (laughs) no, seriously, though, uh, magic conventions are. No, that's what that stands for. Magic cons, if you're a cool guy like me. So there are four scheduled for 2023. Are they Uh, long cons or short cons? uh, They're three-day long cons. Mm. So it's one, two, three, and then it ends. Yeah, it's a long con. Got it. There's one scheduled for Europe, and the other ones will be happening in the United States of America, ending in World Championship. 
which is scheduled to happen once again in Las Vegas. And people up there at Wizards love Las Vegas for some reason. My goodness. Yeah, it's all the gambling. They're they're trying to make it okay to uh, for you to spend your money on their cards. See, it happens in Vegas. It's okay. Change the culture around it. To, Oof. They need money, apparently. Yeah. So that's neat. However, the next con, con that's closest to us uh, in time, is happening in Philadelphia on December 1st. Um, is that one of the four? No. Okay. I kind of I wish this was happening at a different time. Yeah, it's almost close enough to where we could all go. Yeah, right. Almost. But like, I could I could justify making a trip to Philly, but like December first, it's gonna be yeah. cold. Yep. It, it's what, a week after Thanksgiving, so people yep. are gonna just have gotten done traveling. I bet COVID's gonna spike again. Yep. You're all right about that. Uh, I don't think you can get me on the Pennsylvania Turnpike uh, in December. I just, you're hard pressed to get me on the Pennsylvania Turnpike at all. <laughs> to be honest, but definitely not in December. Like, if this was happening in the summer, I'd be like, we should all go. Yeah, oh, totally. I, I'd be all for that. That'd be rad as hell. Not in December though. Nope. Contrary to where I live, I don't like the cold. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just a dumbass that keeps moving to places that happen to be cold. City redacted. <laughs> not a good place to. Oh, I shouldn't say where you live, but yeah, it's not a good place to live if you don't like the cold. You can edit that out. And just go city redact redacted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but do it in Craig's voice. City redacted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So since we've all established that we're not going. How would you like an alternative option? That sounds great. I'd love to watch it. There's something well, on online. Well, too fucking bad because they're not doing virtual <laughs> tickets this time around. Oh, what? Hey, honestly, I didn't watch it though. I didn't buy a virtual ticket the last time. Like I was I, gonna. <laughs> I didn't either. So I'm not even act salty about the fact that they're not doing it. But <laughs> it does suck, though. I guess they they it, might they they'll probably be broadcasting their Twitch though. I would imagine. Um, in some probably coverage. some some. some you would certainly hope there'd be some kind of... Hey, if they want that money... They'll post a YouTube video of all their cosplayers. There you go. That, that's about it. Um, they'll, they'll especially focus on the Chandra that's wearing the $300 gauntlet that they're selling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did, too. I say, they already did it once, <laughs> so why wouldn't they do it again? <laughs> they are, however, selling the con in a box again. So if you want to have a little uh, DIY convention at your house... It, is the kitty secret lair in there? Yep. Oh man, that violent outburst. Uh, I know. I, I like the I, Lord I Windrace, it. but man, that violent outburst is great. Like it's it's the moment I saw it, I was like, I gotta share this with everyone. It's 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 one of the better secret layers I've seen in a in a minute. So that's included in the bo- uh, con in a box. Got my con in a box. Con How much is box. con in a box? Two hundred and thirty-six dollars or two hundred and sixty. Oh, with no virtual ticket. Hmm. No, uh, I really need to write this crap down when I do this. But it is. Uh, it's fine. Nobody's going to buy it anyway. Two hundred sixty-nine dollars. My bad. Two hundred sixty-nine dollars. That's an interesting amount. Yeah. <laughs> nice. What you get is the. Uh, <laughs> do they have Gronk in the marketing department? Yeah, you got to throw some sixty-nines in there, man. Yeah, make it more appealing to our target audience. Um, so what it includes is uh, kind of the basic stuff from the last con on the box, if you recall, uh, minus the virtual tickets. So the secret nice. layer with the kitties, mystery booster, uh, mystery pack booster box. 
Are they throwing in one of those proxy packs? No. Ah. <laughs> so um, some commander decks from past uh, sets that they probably printed too many of and are now trying to get rid of. <laughs> Dude, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wizards printing too much of stuff? Shocking. I, how will that backfire? I don't know. That re- remains to be seen. I don't and know. Then, it seems like it's it's uh that was a good segue. How will that backfire? <laughs> Should have done that. Cut this cut this so it flows better. Uh, but anyways, the thing that I think is kind of cool from this is the Atraxa playmat and box. Mm. And is that the new Praetor or something? Atraxa? Yeah, the one in Mirrodin or whatever. I don't think she's new. No, like the, they're supposed to be releasing no, the one, one that, with the one that, March of the Machines or whatever. Oh, or yeah, Trexy all will be one. Or no, a Trax has already existed, so it's not. Yeah, that's the Commander Legends, yeah. right? I think so. But, but it's the Mirrodin lady, right? I don't want to Ellis Norn. Are you talking oh, okay. about Ellis Norn? Okay. I am. I am. I'm, see, I was gone for a while. All these names float around. I get confused. Okay. Ellis Norn is Scratch the that. head of the the Praetors, so gotcha. she is chilling. She was at the end of the um, Dominary United story. Yeah, she's she's supposed to be coming yeah. in uh, Frexia. All will be one, apparently. Okay. Ooh, because they printed all the other ones. Yeah. So, uh, so what? Rexia all will be one. Uh huh. What if there's this crazy storyline, right? Mm-hmm. Or Phyrexia is the good guys the whole time. I got it. I'm on it. Okay. I'm, I'm in. And and they knew something that we didn't. And in order to save the universe, they needed to get our current planeswalkers back in time with the old planeswalkers. Oh. Mm, interesting this whole thing is a manipulation to get them back in time to save the world and they're good mm. I, I tell you a bunch of edgelords are, are with you on this <laughs> i don't think it's gonna happen but i don't know for some reason the all will be one made me think that all timelines uh, would be one not all uh that'd be cool yeah that'd be a nice little uh thing uh i, I <clears throat> Edgelords really are into Phyrexia. I went to uh, the pre-release, um, and <laughs> there's you can get a Urza pack or a Mishra pack, and people are like fighting over like, no, you should get the Mishra one because Phyrexians are awesome and Urza sucks. <laughs> I'm like, dude, it doesn't matter. It's the difference of a dice. Is it really the only difference is the dice? Yep. What if I told you they both suck? Yeah. <laughs> because like in past pre-releases, those have been different, you know? Yeah, the Capenna specifically had a pack that was right. family specific. And uh, what was the, the one pre-release that I went to? Uh, the Ravnica pre-release. like Oh, Guildhouse, yeah. Yeah, you got a Guildhouse box. So, like, yeah. I was like, do they, are like the Urza packs, like white, blue, and the Mishra packs are, you know, Jund and but yeah. if, they're, no, if they're all the same, the then... different art on the throwaway part. I don't know how I like. No, I don't. I guess I don't know how you're a fanboy of either character. But I, I don't know how you read. If you've read those stories, you could possibly be a fanboy of Mishra. Yeah, I, you're an edge lord. That's that's the only explanation. Exactly. So let's move on to that thing we alluded to earlier. That, yeah, that thing that we said could this to possibly backfire. Well, I'll tell you how it can backfire. Hasbro's getting a spanking from Bank of America. Bend him over the knee. I just want to go back to to Ben stumbling into the segue with just mumbling something 
unintelligible. <laughs> like I just feel like that should be the response every time. I just, hey, I have no sleep, and sometimes when I have a good idea, it doesn't come out right when I'm tired, and it just blah, blah, blah. You know, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um. So this is breaking as of this morning. Uh, uh, when we're recording this, the Monday, bank, yeah. Monday, the fourteenth, Bank of America has downgraded. If you care about stocks, uh, Hasbro stock from buy to underperforming. Uh oh. And they have said they have done this due to findings they found. I'm the worst explainer ever. Uh, due to a deep dive they did into how Hasbro has been handling Magic the Gathering specifically. It is the biggest portion of their revenue. <laughs> it's like the only portion of their revenue right. at this point. It is, um, is it? It's oh, yeah. so much larger than everything else. It's ridiculous. Or Wizards is, as a whole. But yeah, Magic is a large portion of Wizards. So Okay, but I mean, I, we're talking about Hasbro. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Everything else tanks, dude. You see, huh. selling Nerf guns isn't quite like it was in the 90s. Nerf right, guns, but like I don't they... I, I figured some portion of them just made money off of merchandising. Look, man, there is um, only so many officially licensing, licensed Monopoly games you can sell somebody before they <laughs> have too many. Anyways, so Bank of America paid a, a group of analysts way too much money to determine what we've been saying all along, and that is... Wizards be printing too many cards, bro. Yeah. I, I like the quote in this article. It says, this has created a panic among collectors and we're seeing collections being liquidated now that the scarcity value of magic is in question. That seems like a pretty good assessment of the situation. Yes. So, and it's just like fatigue, man. I'm just like... Ugh. Yeah. Well, yeah, I can't... I uh, Like, you want all the things and when you when you... It's when it's manageable based on the economy and your job and how much you're spending on everything, then you can do that. But when you can't get all the things because of there's just too many things to buy, you just kind of give up in getting any of the things, right? Yeah. Fatigue, man. You're just like, I can't, I want to care about all these things, but I can't. So now I'm just not going to. This could be very bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and hopefully, hopefully this report kind of spurs Hasbro to rethink their strategy of, yeah, because we said it earlier in the year that there's just too much magic. I think yeah. that's a that's a common thing shared among a lot of magic mm -hmm. players is there's too much, too many, too many cards, too many sets. Exactly. My worry is that the way that Watsy plans out their sets in advance year or so mm -hmm. or more, I don't know, they're their year year plus planning process for a set uh, after this report comes came out Hasbro stocks kind of dipped a little bit and then um my question is are they going to be able to course correct fast enough if this continues to be a problem in order to resolve things before things get really hairy yeah i mean the, they probably can't course correct the main sets and they don't need to even the lord of the rings set i don't think they need to, but like the other supplemental sets, they could probably put them on the back. I don't know how their chain works or anything, but mm -hmm. um, they, they like Mark, Mark Rosewater's talked about, you know, a lead up to a set. They pushed it up, changed things real fast for like two months in advance, three months in advance. So 
they might be able to throw some stuff in there if they're interested in doing that. I don't know. They might just read, look at this thing and go, well, yeah, they're, they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. Swear yeah I, I am curious um, exactly what portion of it they think is hurting the long-term viability of magic. If it is the too often of the set blocks coming out, if it's collector's packs, the rise of collector's packs and that sort of thing. If it is, uh, like double secret, masters release. Yeah. If it's secret layers, if it's things like master sets, if it's things uh, like it, there's so many problems right now, it's hard mm-hmm. to tell. It, and, or maybe it's a combination of all of them. And not to mention the modern horizon sets too. Because once mm-hmm. a new Modern Horizons set is released, the old ones are worthless, and that changes. That makes Modern a rotating form, format, right? So, Which it's not supposed to be. Right, correct. <laughs> functionally, we're rotating format on paper, not rotating. But functionally, yeah. So it's a, it's a lot of things, and they should re-look at that. Take a, take a look at what they're doing. It's interesting to me, because I felt like what they were doing seemed like it would be a profitable path and now you know, financial institutions are saying no it's really not uh, yeah yeah I wonder if because um, Mark Rosewater said this in, in the past several times is like you know this product's not if you don't if you don't get this product it's not for you we make products for all kinds of magic players I wonder if they're not looking at each type of magic player that they think exists as an individual like Mm. person instead of not understanding that you know i like commander i like playing modern you know i like doing digital i i could i could fall into three or four of those categories and if you're trying to bombard me with products and all of them yeah yeah a year's worth of products in every one of those categories i'm gonna like not buy anything because I, mean, I don't know what I need. And essentially, that's what they're doing. Because yeah, even with Digital Arena in the Alchemy, it's a whole new release, you know? Yeah, I mean... yeah. I also think Wizards has damaged their brand in other ways. Separate of... I know this specific article is about Magic the Gathering, but outside of specifically Magic Arena, their video game attempts have been very bad yeah. recently. That they have uh, that spell slingers game very poorly received. The um, Dark Alliance game was very poorly received. Yep. They have done damage to their characters. I don't think they're handling just about anything that they have correctly, except for Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition, which I think is the best version yeah. of Dungeons and Dragons. You know yeah. what game's still chugging along just fine? Dungeons and Dragons Online. <laughs> is it? It's. I mean, still making it. I haven't played it. I'm sure it makes some money. Well, that game was bad when it first came. You take that back. Also, another Wizards game done by uh, Daybreak now. So, high five to Daybreak for... Maybe Daybreak should just do more. (laughs) Do more Wizards IP? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah. So, take your licking, Hasbro, Big Daddy Bank of America. (laughs) (laughs) Putting you in your place. I mean, I don't know who Bank of America thinks they are to put anyone in their place, but yeah, I don't know either why they why they. I mean, they're an investor, obviously, so they're trying to. I, I don't know. It's it's a weird thing. I don't know what relationship they have with Hasbro or it's they, just they do this on the regular. I, I'm not into stocks, so buy and sell stocks, man. It's invest stuff, um, you know, like banks do. 
Uh, yeah, it's probably for like their IRA hold or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. Isn't there one more piece of news? The Moxfield? It's just a side effect. Oh, thing. yeah. I forgot about. So, also out of the blue, Moxfield kind of dropped a couple of truth bombs on Twitter, spoiled some of its own secrets, if you will, and uh, let everybody know that they're working on a, how would you say it? A Twitter the gathering or yes. a magic the twittering. So the idea was that they're working on this behind the scenes, not saying anything because they're not ready. But with this whole thing happening with Twitter, they decided to come out and just, hey, let you know <laughs> when this goes under, eventually we'll have this thing out. Stop beating around the bush and just club it on the head. It's a social media platform dedicated to magic the gathering. Yeah, where you can oh. share decks and comment on each other's stuff and talk about yeah. combos and I, I think we need more social media platforms where I can share deck picks. With no you know, shame. You, you can just solicit I mean, there are websites dedicated to that kind of thing already, my friend. You just have to know where to look for them. Yeah, but I, I need a social media platform where I can send it to other people. There you go. Moxville's got you covered. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Soon to be. You can uh, share all your deck picks you want there on the uh, Moxfield the Twittering. Is there... Uh, is there going to be an Elon Musk-like figure for Moxfield Twitter? He'll buy it eventually. That man can't even forge spaghetti right now. What are you talking about? Mm. Oh, but he's the richest man in the world. How does that happen? Call we know it. we know how it happens. That was that was sarcasm. So how are we going to steal Power Stone? Well, first we're going to dress up like soldiers. Mo can be a goblin, and Walter can be a human. He can put on a helmet over his ears and fit right in. Are we going to shave, Mo? Oh, come on, guys. I, I don't want to be shaven. It itches really bad when it starts to grow back. Uh, fine. Once we get into the mana rig, we'll tell the guards. Oh, hey, how's guard duty doing? Late nights are a bummer, huh? Seriously. Though, what if the guard asks... Hey, uh... Why is that other goblin so hairy? Oh, don't worry. I have a cover story. Uh, it's because I got cursed by a witch. Uh, honestly, I don't like talking about it, and I'm a little upset you asked. That's never going to work. Oh, yeah, well, trust me. I found out I come from a long line of tricksters. Way back, my ancestor even stole the royal clan seat. It was generations before anybody ever noticed. Remind you me to tell you about... Get on with it. ...that... Oh, that one that lives in the Deadwoods. Dreadlocks or something about the hair? Anyways, hope that clears up for you. Um, did you guys see that guard? His, his face looked off. His eyes looks like they were fixing to ooze that black goo. Calm down, Walter. We're in. Smooth sailing from here. Once we're inside, we will need to find the Power Stone storage room. Guys... I found the place. This sign at the end of the hall points directly to it. Oh, nice. This seems easy. A little too easy. Oh, I, I get it. It's cool when you say it. <sighs> Just hurry up and open the door so we get the power stone. All right. Bar the door. Got it. At least they think it's barred. It's real dark in here. Oh, I can get that. What? It's, it's empty. empty. Oh no! The Phyrexians! They found us! We better find something that gets us out of here. We are goners. Look, over there in the corner, there are a bunch of broken shards of glass that's grown, but it's glowing. 
Are those broken power stones? Maybe? Oh, I have an idea. Scoop up as many of them as you can and stuff them into this portal's power supply compartment. Trying to get in the door, we need to hurry. Okay, it's as full as it's gonna get. I'm flipping the switch. I mean, no shit caused me. It looks different this time. Yeah, it looks a little fuzzy. I think it's not supposed to blink like that. There's no time. Get in and I will come find you. You better. Yeah, find us faster this time. Okay, I will. Come one with Phyrexia. Come on in. The water is fine. So let's move on to the discussion for this week. Ben, our on-the-ground correspondent, uh, attended a pre-release this weekend. Yeah. And we'd like to hear your hot takes. Where he did terrible. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate <laughs> I'm that. Kidding. Um, kidding. Actually, okay. he did great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, Brothers War, uh, mind you, Sealed is the format that they play in pre-releases. I'm not sure if limited as a whole. I can't speak to the draft um, aspect of it. But Sealed as a whole, Brothers War, I feel is pretty good. I had an enjoyment. What I found interesting of it, because when, when I opened my first pack on the pre-release box... Sorry. It, I had an enjoyment is just... Uh... Dude, I'm tired. I might say things funny. I I saw the retro artifacts in this draft pack, and I had this moment of like, am I allowed to use this? And of course you are, because um, anything that happens in the pre-release is fair game. <laughs> but yeah, the you can use those retro artifacts that you get, which bolstered the experience, I think, for the sealed format, I guess. That you had an enjoyment in? <laughs> yes, that I had an enjoyment in. Anyway, okay, the point I'm trying to make is, if you didn't have those retro artifacts, I'm not sure the sealed experience would be as good as it was. It definitely is enhanced by the retro artifacts. Pulling a Sundering Titan uh, in a limited <laughs> format was pretty nice. So I did put that in my main deck, of course. Power Stones ended up being really good. Ramping up. When I built my deck, I kind of focused on getting things that made Power Stones so that I could cast my top end of my curve. And do uh, you think Power Stones were more powerful because it was a limited environment, or do you think they will still be powerful in standard? I think they will be powerful in standard, but the I, they're probably more affecting in limited, okay. I would guess. That was basically what happened in Zendikar with the little token dudes that made mana. Was It was super powerful in limited, but outside yeah. of limited, it was, you, nobody played it. Yeah. I, I, I have a feeling that that's the the shape of this limited is power stones. You want to try to focus on those because you're going to be able to get your top end of your bangers. Um, one of the things I noticed when I was making my cards, usually when you go to a pre-release and get your sealed, you don't really have enough cards to make a monocolored deck. Uh, but you get so many artifacts in this format that you could very well pull off a monocolored deck, and I almost did. I ended up going white-red, but What's fun about Sealed is that you can use anything in your card pool and you can switch between games at all. So you could bring your mono red deck one game and then switch it up to a mono black deck based on what you are playing against. Uh, I did not do that, but it's an option. 
also time consuming. Yeah. And risky. Because more often than not, the color you're switching, like there's a probably a reason you built the colors you built. Right. Chances are you're not going into a better deck. By yeah. switching colors. Yeah, people, let's see, there's 28 people there, and probably four of the people that I saw were using two completely different decks between yeah. matches. They would just pick another one up <laughs> and use it. And they've done this, my group does this constantly uh, for every pre-release, and it never seems to work out for them. So I don't go that route, but if you I feel you could. I wouldn't either. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I would want my strongest cards to be in my deck, so having a second deck. Yeah. Like I can, I can see making tweaks. I might even see swapping a color out if I'm like white red, but I'm really strong white, and I think black might be a better matchup than the red that I. Maybe yeah. I can see an argument for that, but chances are, if I'm in white red, I'm in white red because those are my best cards. That's that's my outlook on it personally. Some of the cards that that did really well for me, and this is probably going to be a constructed card, is Steel Seraph. It's a six mana artifact, Angel five four. It has prototype of white-white colorless. Uh, flying at the beginning of combat on your turn, target creature you control gains your choice of flying, vigilance, or lifelink until end of turn. That thing stole games. It totally just ran away. I can see with, that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it really did well. Um, don't sleep on a card. This this other card did really well. At first, you look at it and you're like, that seems okay, but this like was a key component to my deck. Meticulous Excavation, one white. Uh, it's an enchantment. You can pay one white and two colorless return target permanent you control to its owner's hand. If it has unearth instead exile, then return that card to its owner's hand. Activate only your turn. So my deck was focused on kind of unearth stuff, power stones and unearthing. So with that meticulous excavation, when you unearth something, you can put it back in your hand instead of sacrificing it. Right. So that made a nice wheel, especially with the, um, there was a dog. So that his. seems, I'm, I'm guessing that is fairly mana intensive. Yeah, it is. It is. But with power stones in your cat, your unearths or artifacts, that kind of helps right. you too. Yeah. Cause you can pay for the abilities. Yeah. And there's a two mana dog that rummages when he comes into the battlefield. So that, you know, doing that swap between instead of losing it to exile helped. Do you think that will be an effective card in standard, or do you think it's too mana intensive for standard? I uh, it might be too mana intensive for standard, but I, I'd love to see because I really enjoyed playing with it. Um, they would go to kill my thing, and I just return it to my hand, and then play it again. You know, get the ETB, and I just say because it works really well both with unearth and just ETB effects. Yep, so. absolutely. Yeah, it 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 is. It really was a, a was a banger. It helped me get some cards in fact there's a one point when i had a uh, one of the retro cards that buffed a creature of a chosen type and it was the wrong type that i had on the board and it I was going to kill the person or put the, well i was going to put them at one until i bounced that card up to my hand and laid it again naming the creature i had on the board which buffed it one and then i ended up killing them that turn so it's like you can do a lot of tricks with that card so i i value that card very high in this format if you're if you're building that certain way, I, I I got a lot of bombs. So I got that Sarah, Steel Seraph, the Sundering Titan, which destroys basic lands when it comes in, but it's a seven ten, and the Cityscape Leveler, a new card. Uh, trample when you cast the spell or when it attacks, destroyed up to one target non-land permanent. Its controller creates a tap power stone. It's an eight eight with trample. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, so. Those getting those bombs and being able to pay for them with the power stone is really what drove me. Um, I sh- kind of struggled in the games I didn't draw those, 
but the games that I did draw those cards, I just steamrolled. So yeah, some good bombs in that format. Overall, I think Dominaria United might have been a more personal favorite sealed experience for me, but this one seems pretty powerful. You're really picking Dominaria United over the Brothers War. Dude, it was a really good it's a really good thing. I I mean It was a really good enjoyment, Dave. Yeah, it was a good enjoyment. I'm just gonna endlessly like post that everywhere out of context. I received an enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, I, I didn't sleep last night because I got on a wormhole trying to simply figure out how long goblins on Dominaria lived for, what their lifespan was. And then I got into this whole history and I figured out, I was like, oh man, all this stuff. And I, I was like, I know where Oteria is now on the continent because I found this world map. And dude, it was just a bad thing and then i read about all the differences of all the goblins there's like different tribes and they have different intelligence levels and different skill sets depending on where they're at on dominaria it's crazy i didn't realize it was that rich you never do the late at night man oh dude lost many hours of sleep to the uh to that yep all right well seems like we've run out of stuff to talk about so let's wrap this show up uh, why don't you yeah. tell them where they can find us, Ben? Uh, you can find us on Twitter at MPG Pod. You can find me on my personal Twitter at Be Nice MPG. Where can they find you, Moderator Dave? They can find me on Twitter for now at <laughs> Dave underscore MPG. Um, they can also find me and you streaming throughout the week on our Twitch page, Magic Proving Grounds. Uh, are you still? Not a user of the internet, other Dave. That is correct. I am thinking about making a website now called I had an enjoyment.com, but <laughs> all right, hold on, I gotta register it <laughs> before this gets live. Have it redirect to magic proving grounds. Um, you can also send us emails at show at magic or Alternatively, podcast at magicprovinggrounds.com. Both those emails work. This better give me an enjoyment. I know. Let's say what part of what we've been doing hasn't been jumping the shark. <laughs> it's just one giant. It's this is just one giant uh, uh, evil Knievel jump over the Grand Canyon, but it's phobus sharks. If, <laughs> you, if they ever bring Ravnica back, we should literally jump over a shark to crab. <laughs> yes. Is that? Do they have shark to crabs on Ravnica? Yeah, man. Simic. Simic. I'm I'm looking it up. It literally is a card. Oh, wow. You weren't kidding. <laughs> it even has adapt one. It's like literally adapt one. Like yeah. he adapted from a crab into a shark or a shark into a crab, probably. So you can go on land and get people. Yep. Hey, why don't you come out in the water over here? Say that to me when I'm in the water. <laughs> I, think that... I mean, we could jump the shark in multiple ways. We'd have a shark to crab and the, uh, the shark typhoon. Yeah, yeah, they definitely made that because of Sharknado. They I love it. Did. Uh, the B movie art cover in the uh, thirty year 
um, 30, you know, the 30 years. Yeah. 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 That looks sick as hell, dude. I wish I had the money to get that. Yeah, dude. It's like, that's one of the ones that sold out. Like, I know it did wild. I got the, it's like, Hey, you can buy it now until supplies last. And then I clicked the link and it was gone. I clicked like the email. (laughs) Okay. Ah, 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 you didn't click fast enough. Yeah. It should have printed more of those. Like they're printing everything else, but its creature type is fish, octopus, crab. Man, <laughs> this thing is like, oh, that's the two shark two. I, I thought it was shark two crab, but like mix them together. But it's shark shark octopus, right? Uh, crab, like okay, shark- wow, fish, octopus, crab. That is a yep. cool card. Super. I wonder what like it's probably the most flavorful card from that set. I wonder what it tastes like. It it it. it Oddly enough, it tastes like a uh, California roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see it. I see it. 